Welcome to the Saints of City and Me, a podcast delivering audio love letters to and from the city of New Orleans. I'm Dan, that's Mike, and this week we've got one of the newest members of the Saints City and Me family, uh, Nathan. Who that, Nathan? Nathan, how you doing? I'm brilliant, mate. Thank you very much for having me on. How are we all doing? We're all good. We're all good. It, it's it's um it's quite nice to have you on because obviously you followed your uh your your now good friend who was on our last podcast. Um, yeah, which was uh, I don't know if you've listened to it yet, Nathan. It was a bit of a riot at that one. Um, as soon as you uh put it in the uh discourse, to be fair, I'll, I'll listen to it and then watched it when it came in between. Yeah, yeah, it was um, there was a lot of singing in that podcast, Dan. A bit of dancing as well, yeah, 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 but um, yeah, a bit of dancing. Yeah, that's what that's what uh, Mr. Shenanigans does to you, I suppose. And Nathan will be able to explain a little bit better later down the line about about how it all went with Brian when he was over there. Um, Nathan, just just think we should probably quickly touch on because we haven't really done much of it. But touching on the Saints, obviously, there's been a hell of a lot of changes from the offense offensive side of the ball. My feeling is, and yet again, I think the Saints fan base tends to fall into this: is that everybody seems pretty happy with all the changes that are being made are you are you feeling good about them yeah yeah definitely i mean you know i was listening to um Moscone yesterday i'll have to further review and um he just said you know he really brought Pete Carmack up again i expected the same thing that is the definition of insanity isn't it so mm. i think the same thing a good thing um obviously keep you be out coming in he's worked with Shanahan. He knows what's going on. His dad's obviously a great mm. NFL coach as well. Um, and the highs that he made as well around the rest of the team with uh, Keith Williams and Clint Intermay is the wildest yeah. coach. He worked with Derek Carr at um, Fresno State. So it's, it's only going to be better. Please. Yeah. I, I think that's the, the thing about it. It's one of these things. They've made changes which are progressive changes trying to sort of bring the the sort of offense into the current century um which you know might sound like a bit of an over exaggeration but sometimes it feel it felt very much like especially after Peyton left that our offense was a bit dated and it's like take a swing you know I, I'm not going to be I'm not going to be outraged if it doesn't particularly work out because I like the moves that they've made look forget the DA thing you know we can talk we can talk about that until we're blue in the face it's not only the the OC, it's the fact that they swept the board with the whole of that coaching staff and just brought in a whole new bunch of guys, um, which I think is quite exciting just in itself. What about you, Dan? I think so. I think it shows that they've, they're giving Kubiak reign over the offence and saying, you know, mm. we're not going to make you have any of these coaches that were here before. You can bring in your own guys and you can see to varying degrees as people who have come off of the Shanahan Kubiak tree coming yeah. in. Um, you've got, you know, you got Job Benton, who's got loads of experience, O-line, wherever he goes, <laughs> he seems to improve the O-line. Ex-Saint as well, played for the Saints yeah. in 1987 for a year. Um, then you look at, you know, Rick Dennison, you know, it's only comes in with great pedigree, three Super Bowls under his belt as a coach at the, at the Broncos. So you've got winners in there. And I quite like uh, Derek Foster. Um, we saw what he did with Aaron <coughs> um, yeah, Austin in, in Austin Eckler, sorry, uh, in San Francisco. Uh, San Francisco, I'm missing everything up today. In, uh, <laughs> in, 
for the charge. For the charge. I was initially, I was quite impressed with your research. It was like, look at him flowing. You know, he's just flowing, and then you just slightly tripped. The easiest one I missed up, and then obviously Jari stays, which is from a fan point of view. all-time great stays in the coaching staff, even though he yeah. defended Jameis. Um, so I think there's no, I would say there's no excuses, because I said that last year around yeah. Dennis and I said no excuses. But I, I think, you know, if it goes wrong this year, you can't say they haven't, as you said, swung no. and tried. Um, yeah, yeah. They've, yeah. they've recognised that the offence was stout. Yeah. They recognise they use a playbook that dates back to 2006 in one form or another. And they've said, yeah. let's, let's mix it up and see where we go with it. So I'm I'm all for it. You know that um, Kubek was one of my favourites for the for the job. It was him and Robinson yeah. that I quite liked. Obviously, Robinson ended up in um, in Atlanta, but I think I think it's a good appointment. I think some good changes going on. Hopefully, the players will be on board with it. I think hopefully we can see better utilisation out of Alvin Kamara, uh, see yeah. more motion, get Shahid doing things that aren't as obvious, and yeah. obviously. Sheed was great last season, but if you look at a lot of his plays, they were like two or three plays they ran where the success came and, and yeah. didn't really utilise him in other, other no. formations. So I'm really keen to see Shahid under this offence. Yeah. And Chris Lave being wide receiver one, probably. Yeah, yeah, you're absolutely right. It's, Shahid looks like he's a talent. And obviously there are a lot of people who think he's a little bit of a one-trick pony, but I think that's what the, the style of offence made him look that way, as opposed to him as an individual. Um, you know, I can't, was it last year? I can't remember, was it the Atlanta game where he did the sweep and uh, all those, and we never really saw any of that this year. Um, yeah, they so, were yeah, almost I, using, I was going to say, they almost using the way they did sort of Ted Ginn when he came in, just to stretch yeah. the field and for those long, deep balls when they wanted to really air it. Um, so it'd be good to see him yeah. vary his play. And then maybe we'll go and get a wide receiver in the draft in the first couple of rounds. Yeah. We'll see. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. which surprised me considering where we actually really need help. But um, yeah, I don't know. They, they never always come to fruition. Yeah, I mean, we obviously we need help at defensive end, but you sort of think that might be an uh, avenue that they try and sort out in free agency. With obviously the news coming through about what the cap may increase to is obviously for us. It's if it is the case that sort of, you know, with the moves that they're going to make, that might give us a little bit of breathing space. But yeah. I think defensive end is some, certainly something they're going to have to look at. But you would like them to go out and get someone who's tried and trusted, as opposed me to and, all these projects. And, yeah, I was to say, me and Di have been chatting around it um, yeah. on WhatsApp. We just we both we both feel quite strongly that defensive end should be the first priority in free agency. If they can go and get a Daniel Hunter or someone like that. I know yeah. he's 29, but you know, he's still got a bit of bit of juice to him and gives Cam some support while Grandison and hopefully Fosky develops and maybe resign yeah. Barn. Um, we'll see. Yeah. Obviously, I'd, want, I'd, I'd love the chaos of getting Brian Burns, but it'll never happen. They'll tag him. <laughs> yeah. I mean, the thing about it is that you sort of hope that with the moves that they're making from an offensive perspective, they're sort of looking at their their own line and thinking we can actually work with these guys. Um Obviously, they'll have to make some additions in there, but you, you know, with the, at the moment with the scarcities of the picks that we've got, um, you do feel like it's a year that we should actually trade back. But it ain't going to happen, is it? Um, well, I think if you look at the coaching staff, Benton obviously on the O line, but then <coughs> Denison as as 
built improved O-lines with his run game coordination mm. teams he's been at. So you've got two coaches there who potentially could improve the O-line. So yeah, if they think that they can do something, then that maybe opens us up to be a bit more creative in who we draft and go for. Yeah. Whereas if they come in and go, do you know what, this is burn it, let's start again, then that's a different different matter. You've got to go. Yeah. But it's a deep draft class for offensive linemen. So, yeah. you know, maybe you can get a bit more value later in the draft. But well, that third round pick, that doesn't really help. No, but then obviously we don't know what's going to be happening with uh, with Lattimore this year. So, yeah, again, it's one of these. It's it, like, every, you know, we're, Nathan, as you probably know, we're not one of these pods that are experts. You know, Dan's yeah. knowledge is increasing day by day, which I, I do notice. Um, but um, I just think if we traded back, he had a few couple more picks, as you're saying, deep draft for O-line. You could probably get a couple in. But also we got Salveri sitting there who people had, sort of expectations of him last year and we never really saw him. Um well, so yeah again. So we go on Nathan. So yeah he got hurt he did come on for a couple of games didn't he? Yeah. He, did. he looks okay. He didn't look out of depth per se but no uh, develop further had he not got um yeah not um yeah 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 it's it's it's, it's all we can hope for. I think I don't know if it was Ross or John Hendricks that said it, so I don't want to quote the wrong reporter, but I think they said something around at the senior bowl. Um, one of the Saints staff there, I don't know if it was Jeff Ireland or, or someone else, said that they very much see um, Saldaveri and Pennin, surprisingly, as, as being players they expect to be able to come in and fill in on that O line when they're needed. So yeah. maybe still looking at them as developmental players, but. You know, yeah, I mean that 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 sort of slightly slightly breaks your heart that we're still talking about Penning coming in and being able to do a job on that O line, given where he was taken. You know, uh, yet again, we, we're not going to tread over old ground because that's that's been spoken about enough. But yet again, this is part of the problem. You know, not hitting on our on our sort of high picks, our first round picks for the last few years. That's mm. it's troubling, really troubling, because you know, apart from Alave. In the last sort of two or three years, nobody's really come through, and that's a real issue, real issue. Mm. Definitely. All right, should we switch off this subject, Mr. Harper? And should we move on to the stuff that we want to talk to Nathan about? Yeah, well, we want to talk about the Saints, but we want to talk about Nathan's sainthood, sanctum, <laughs> sainthood, fandom. Yeah, that that's um. Oh. Maybe move on swiftly from 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 that word. Um, yeah, I, I suppose the first thing we always ask when we when we got people on is Nathan, was it the Saints or was it the City for you? Uh, first of all, it was the City. Yeah. Ah, okay. Um, it was the culture. It was the music. Um, because that's that's how I found New Orleans. It was pretty basically. Um, started playing drums when I started high school, so I was in year eight. Um, and yeah, I just just love anything in three four music and just chill, chill vibe. Just love jazz, I just couldn't get enough of it. And um, yeah, we did a little school project to be able to give them a genre. And um, I think my music teacher knew that that was into jazz, 
So he gave my details and there was so much research on the where it came from and, and returned to New Orleans and just explored the hell out of it and just seemed like such a crazy great place. And mm. yeah, it was somewhere that I'd always wanted to visit before I even stumbled across the states really. Um so yeah, it was it was definitely a city to yeah, it's 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 obviously it's it's an obvious question that we always ask, given the name of our podcast. But I'm actually I am genuinely surprised about the amount of people who actually came to the Saints Saints via the city. You know, or, or, you know, when people talk about all oh, what team, you know, what team should I support? I like the NFL, and I think most people would always say, you know, probably follow a team of a city that you you are looking forward to going to or think you might enjoy. But I am genuinely surprised that because I think we, that's probably about the fourth or fifth person, isn't it, Dan, that when we've asked that question, it's been the city. Um, mm. and, and even though it's the name of our podcast, I'm actually really surprised. Well, I'm, I, I say yeah. that, but I'm not. <laughs> I, yeah, I think when we when we started it, we, we thought it was a really cool cool tagline for the podcast and we mm. i don't think we really anticipated how many people from the uk and europe were going to say it was a city first we expect a lot of people to say oh i went to the game in 2007 or 2008 or i went to the game in 2017 or mm. or whatever else but more and more people we're seeing and even people we haven't had on yet like that we plan yeah. to have on who said you know we've got one friend who said oh, i became a saints fan because my friend at university was from new orleans that that is a city, really, isn't it? Because it's the person from the city that's brought you into yeah. it, not necessarily just I'm going to get into the NFL and just going to pick a team. Um, so I think it's really been quite eye opening. You know, 27 episodes in, how many people are Saints fans because yeah. of New Orleans first and foremost? A Jazz, yeah. we've had Jazz a couple of times. Well, another person here, you know, I, that that was, that was sort of my that was a bit of my pathway in Nathan as well. Sorry, you were going to say something, mate. No, I was just say both of you and obviously um, our other friend Mark. Um, Jazz yeah. was a heavy, heavy part of him becoming uh, a fan of the team and, and the city. Yeah, 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 absolutely. Do you still do you still play, Nathan? No, I, I haven't played since um, college, so I stopped playing when I was eighteen. Um, I just not have access to a to a kit really. Um, yeah, I still think I'll be able to get behind a kit and play. Um, not as well as I would have done. I've been playing for the past ten years, but I definitely would have been able to get yeah. there. Um, I, can, I can play a bit of keyboard as well, a bit of bass guitar, but it's mainly the drums, really. Um, yeah. Yeah. You'd fit, you'd fit in well in the city, mate. Get up on one of those nights where people are jamming. Just, just go up there and give it your all. People would love oh, you yeah. for it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So, so terms, obviously, I was just saying, yeah. go on, Mike. No, no, go on. no, no, you're good. Are we, we going to have an argument on the pod? <laughs> I was going <laughs> to ask about music. If you were to take it somewhere else, no, 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 no. I was going down the same route. So, crack on, mate. No, I was just to say, in terms of jazz, is it more like laid back jazz that you liked, or was it just because obviously New Orleans jazz is eclectic in terms of different types of jazz that you can you can come across in the city. What what specific type of jazz was you? Was it more upbeat or low tempo, or what kind of jazz was it you really enjoyed? Both, to be honest. Um, stuff like obviously what Louis Armstrong did, um, nice and you know it was just nice music, I guess. Um, mm. And then obviously the stuff with um, 
and just just pick up things stuff really, you know, with um Johnny Be Good, a great track. Um obviously mentions New Orleans. That's a lot more upbeat. Um I think I think it's the combination of instruments more than anything. Yeah. Um it's just it's just how it comes together as a whole. It's and there's so much individuality that creates such I don't know, just intertwined yeah. so well. It's, yeah, um, I mean, I mean, I think ooh, when we get well. later, like later into the into the episode, I think mm. we, we'll probably touch a little bit more on like the the, the music over there because obviously we're going to touch on when you actually went went out there and <clears throat> what was that what that was like for you. But obviously, you got into the city. Were you already a NFL fan, um, or did that mm-hmm. come later? In uh, two thousand and nine, um, so my cousin started um, following the NFL. He picked the Eagles. To uh, beautiful, massive. Um, and he uh, he had it on one night when I was um, round at my nan's and he was there, and um, he said I just started getting into it and stuff. So you know, obviously, thinking of the team to go for, and obviously found out that New Orleans had a team. So that was the the team that I aimed for, and I, I took it as far as to try and find a team to play for. And I did, I did eventually find a team. Um, in Chorley up in Lancashire, so that was that was great. It was a young lad, I think it was 12, 13. It was great. It's a, you know, this new sport that I only found out about two, three months ago, and there's all these people mm. playing it. <laughs> I had no idea. Um, yeah, it was, it was great. Great growing up playing the sport. Um, playing flags as well. It's totally different to playing contact. Yeah. You know, it's very much the same game. Um, but obviously, the, in terms of conversion, it's just different. And there's no contact when tackling, obviously. And, yeah, it's still a great sport to play. What's the flag? Sorry? I mean, you have a chance to play for a team or anything. No, no I, I, I never have. Too, too old. No. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, even though I I sort of got into like I, I, we touched on it on the pod, you know, in the eighties, you know, I, I I used to go to London to watch the Monarchs. I, I was always a a fan of the sport without being dedicated to the sport, and then or you know always watched Super Bowl everything, and it was only really where I solidly started, where it started dictating a little bit of my life, you know, staying up and all that sort of thing. For me, it was really you know, maybe 10, 12, 13 years ago. So not in a hurry. By that time, there was no chance of me donning any form of kit and getting out there. You know, I, I, I struggle to put my shoes on at the moment, Nathan. You know what I mean? This is, <laughs> you by, the, by, the way, by, by the way, this is the last episode where I will have my um, my homeless father Christmas beard because this is coming off. Oh, I'm getting oh. sick to death of oh, the amount of bloody comments that I get. I was out on Friday night with a group of mates who I've known for years and years. Like I went to school with a couple of them, and the amount of grief I was getting off my own mates about it. So it's coming off, Dan, because you're the worst fucking culprit. <laughs> I know. I know. I put, my, I put my model of you away. I put him away. He's sucked away. <laughs> Yeah, it's a bit too constant. The the thing about it is, I have to, I Nathan, I have to work out. I'll have to get 
a couple of mirrors and work out where my chin actually starts and finishes before I shave it all off. Yeah. I remember I remember about eight years ago, I had a beard about this big and obviously at the time it was a little bit darker <clears throat> and I thought, bugger it, I'm shaving it all off. And I, I went into the bathroom and I shaved it all off and my wife actually heard me scream because I didn't genuinely did not recognize the person who was standing in front of me. It was a scary, scary thing. Um, yeah, I think it was beautiful born. I had a, uh, someone like Sylvester, and it's rid of it. And he gave me the weirdest thing because he had no idea who the man was. <laughs> yep. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's good. I might do it Saturday night, Dan, when you're with me. I might let you shave me. <laughs> oh. <laughs> I think a lot of people might misinterpret that. I'm going to uh, let's swiftly move on. All right. So, so we're going back to the AFL. So obviously you, you start getting into the game, partly because of your cousin. You then sort of start playing flag football and, and all that good stuff. So did, were you then sort of sort of constantly watching it um, and sort of just delving more and more into the game itself? Yeah, yeah. Watching as and when I could. Um, obviously, I think at the time we were only getting the games on Sky, um, so I'd watch if I was down with my cousin or whatever, um, playing, training every Sunday. Um, and then, uh, and then it was kind of there wasn't we didn't play a game every week and have like a season. It was more than you'd go down to a location, a central location, like London or Birmingham or Manchester, have a, a tournament um, yeah. every month or so um we played the first tournament and it was great we played down in uh in coventry um played four or five teams i think it was, I think it was five teams and they were on the heat it's bad enough um and it, we did really well and we we won the first four games and we had london last and um obviously london had all american coaches and you know the top players and stuff and um I remember that's I southern coaching. money. That's 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 southern money, Nathan. It's yeah. disgusting. I know. It's the same now in, in Britport as well, you know. It's just all these London and Manchester that's a yeah. um but yeah, I remember our coach we were, we were saying to him all that you know, he must be a good team being from London. And he said, Oh, yeah, we just scraped through the last game. Um and we ended up beating them 26-24 or something like that. And then he came around to us and told us that they'd just be in Coventry 76 something. And it was like, <laughs> oh, <laughs> you know, but it's such a good thing for the coach to do because obviously it gave us confidence to go in there and win it. And a kind of confidence came with every coach that I ever played for after that, you know, it's always instilling hope and trying to make everyone, you know, feel they can do as best as they can. And, yeah. Um, it didn't only help with, you know, playing football, but it kind of helped with life as well, you know, growing up. Yeah. Just a more confident person, I guess. Yeah. Yeah. And and, and exactly, because you need that in all aspects of life, doesn't it? You know, a lot of, you know, yeah, again, Nathan, me and Dan have spoken about this on numerous occasions about, you know, personal difficulties that maybe myself and Dan have had, but just people in general have had. And, um, when you get sort of those types of people who fight, who have that sort of almost like inspiration gene, who just know the way to talk to people, know the way to inspire them, know know the way to help develop their confidence. There's there's nothing better in life to 
to, to be surrounded by people who've got that ability. So it's great to hear that you, you know, you, you sort of gain some confidence via those people, you know, and yet again, that's through playing the game. So the game's having an impact on your life in, in a few ways, which is, uh, which is incredible in itself. Yeah. You know, I, I tried to instill that myself when obviously I, I was a coach um, a couple of years ago, um, a local team here in the Northwest at the Holton Spartans. Um, I went in as the assistant linebacker coach, became the linebacker coach, and then eventually was the defensive coordinator for the last couple of games of the season. Um, uh, I'm sure, um, I'm sure the Spartans, are, I could be just talking off the top of my head, but I'm sure you know James Baker, Dan. Yeah. I'm sure that's who I'm sure that's who he used to play for. Um, quite a few years ago, I think James James used to play for them, but yeah, I don't think it's that no, no, <laughs> but and also it's it's it it seems in that sort of northwest region, the the sort of that the game's just a little bit stronger around there because I've looked around my area, my local area in in the southeast, and we haven't got that many teams around us to sort because of, I was quite interested in just popping along and watching, you know, if they were playing on a Saturday, and I haven't really got any local teams near me, but I, I, I know there's quite a few. That a few people have played for in the northwest. Um, and the Stephen Essex and the Essex Spartans. Um, I'm yeah, not the Essex Spartans. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. Bristol, Bristol as well. But yeah, the, the majority of teams are kind of both burning. There's quite a few. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. So when, so you're, Obviously, you're developing a, 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 a love of the game. You're playing it. What, what's your sort of Saints fandom? What's happening with that? Sort of, are you just like I suppose, like most people, is it just growing and growing and growing and just sort of, you know, for want of a better expression, becoming a little all-consuming, all which you know, at times it has done for myself and Dan. Well, yeah, um, you know, that, that year I started following them was the year that we won the Super Bowl. Yeah. Perfect timing, my friend. <laughs> yeah. You know, I thought we were going to win the Super Bowl every year, um, but that was very naive of me. Um, so <laughs> um, yeah, it's. Uh, I was just trying to, you know, search for the scores every Sunday, um, see who we were playing, see what was what, um, and it just kept, yeah, it kept going and growing and growing. Um, and then I, I did, there was a bit where, where I was growing up and, you know, I was going out, probably doing things or something to when I was a teenager and kind of lost touch with it. Um, but then as soon as my little love was caught on the first one, um, yeah. I was doing, you know, the, the late night feeds again. Um, <laughs> um, it was, you know, it was like, oh, Sunday. It's the only time men ever, ever in in the history of men nominate themselves for late night feeds is on a Sunday night. <laughs> Dad, I, I bet you were the same, mate. Every every bloke I know who's had kids, uh, who's an NFL fan, um, says they love Sunday late night feeds. I've got a friend who's a basketball, big basketball fan as well, and that's obviously every single night, pretty much. So when his son was born, he was saying to his wife, "I'll do the late night feeds." So he's just staying up and watching Celtics every every time they're playing. Yeah. Yeah, well, it was um, it was definitely you know 
Der var sådan en ting, der var sådan en Selvfølgelig. Ja, Thompson er på Centrale. Ja. Og der var ikke kommet til at bruge Joe Rovers. Han um, var også en sager, der er sådan her. Han var en så when you're um, obviously it, it's without <coughs> I don't even have to say this because any any person who not not only a Saints fan but anybody who's a fan of an NFL team the big ambition is for them to get out and watch their watch their team in, more notably at home. So when when did that sort of really start rearing it head for you? The moment you started supporting, it was building up. You just thought, especially with your love for the music as well. You were just like, I need to get over to the city. And when did that start to almost become a, a an actual realization? Because obviously we, you know, I had pipe dreams 15 years ago, yeah. but I wasn't in a position to go. So mm-hmm. when, when did it actually start really formulating that actually I am gonna I'm gonna do this? So it was always something that like I said, I always wanted I was happy to with me sitting on on with a glass of whiskey and smoking a cigar and listening to jazz music. I'd always had, had that dream since I was about 14, 15. Yeah. Probably shouldn't have been so young uh, with the smoke and the drink, but I just felt like that's what you should do if you're in New Orleans. Um, so that, that was always the news that I had in my head. And um, I kept promising myself I'll start saving, I'll start saving, I'll start saving. Um, and I'd, I'd never got round to it. And then, um, unfortunately, my, my grandfather passed away um, in 2002. And he told me before he was leaving me some money and I should do exactly what I wanted to do with it. So I promised myself that that's what I would do with it and take myself over. And so that's exactly what I did. Um, I spent money that gave me. Um, on doing that, um, I had a, I had a couple of drinks on my own while I was over there. Which I went with the lads. Um, oh yeah, I went, I went to a bar on my own and sat and spoke to my granddad. Um, yeah. But yeah, that's that's how I managed to get over there. Um, yeah, and that, that's and obviously, you know, you know, obviously condolences on your loss because it's you know it's still not not that long ago but actually it's one of those things what a beautiful what a beautiful gift your granddad was sort of able to give you and, and as you said taking taking a bit of time when you were over there just to just to have a chat with him so you know I, I love all that it's um yeah it, it that it's beautiful mm-hmm. in in the way that that came around you know out of out of heartbreak also there's an element of joy that comes from that heartbreak because your granddad enabled you to do something that you've been dreaming about which is which is beautiful I mean that's quite a New Orleans thing, isn't it? You know, out of you know, mm. death we bring they bring joy and second lining and and celebrating yeah. after it's it's it, it's it, there's a there's a serendipity to, serendipity to it. Yeah, I think. Um, yeah, definitely. So, so who you obviously, obviously we know you went over a couple of pals. So how, how did that? Are they were they people who'd always wanted to go, or were they just really excited? Were they Saints fans, or were they just excited about joining you on a trip mm-hmm. to a city like New Orleans? Yeah, Mark and Liam. I um, that year that my my granddad passed was actually a it was a pretty 
he rookie year. Um, so my father-in-law passed earlier that year, um, and then my daughter was born, and then my grandfather died, and then unfortunately a couple of months later, my only grandfather got diagnosed with cancer. Um, and both of us were there for everything's year. Um, so I said thank you. I paid them to come over with me. I told them that they yeah. didn't have money. Um, and that they were coming. They, they got bullied into coming with me. <laughs> but we, we must say, but bullied in a nice way. Oh, of course. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, of course. Ge- yeah, mm-hmm. gentle stroking. But actually, no, I'm going down the wrong path. I'm going down. Sorry, mate. <laughs> um, but yeah, so then. Mark and Liam, yeah, they're both NFL fans anyway. Liam was a giant fan, uh, which is why we chose the uh, same giant game to go for. Because um, we weren't playing the Steelers in the schedule. Mark's a Steelers fan. Um, and yeah, they've, they've both been following the NFL for so a bit longer than me. Um, yeah. Uh, Mark and Liam were, we, we all played in the team for three of us. We started, um, there was like an eight side league that started up in the Northwest. Um, the HDL. Um, it never really got off the ground, um, but we all kind of joined together through playing for that team, and we all got yeah. really well. That was good. Um, but yeah, I think they, they've definitely been following the NFL longer than I have. Yeah. Um, and, you know, only me in terms of knowledge, which is great. Um, and, but yeah, they were the greatest people that we could ever wish to company on such a trip, I guess. Yeah, and and yet again, it's you know it's a it's a, it's a theme throughout a lot of the pods that myself and Dan are doing, especially with <clears throat> with international fans. It's the communities that you build up around uh, the NFL. You know, the amount of people who sort of who have met people, you know, myself and Dan included, via the NFL. The amount of people who have grown really close bonds. The amount of people that go away to, and it's you know it you know a lot of that bond is 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 sort of created by. A lover of a game. So, yeah, I was gonna say it's not even just Saints because you know we've got friends, we've no. got friendships with people with Jets fans, Falcons fans, <laughs> <laughs> you know, Texans, you know, people we yeah, I've got you know, got their mobile numbers and we chat on what it's not just not just a Twitter thing, it's like you have these conversations outside of it now, and you're they're people you would call friends, and I think it's something yeah. that you don't necessarily get from British football, English football, because the rivalry is just so intense. If they're not your friends, you're not going to make a friend with someone through your football team football. Not, yeah. because yeah. they sport with a different team to your team. It's, you're going to make friends with people because they sport your team. And your other friends, yeah. football is a secondary thing. But for this, making friends with people through a sport, and even though they don't support the team you support, is quite something unique about the NFL from an international point of view, in my opinion. Yeah, yeah. And, and, and we, you know, and you're, you're right, Dan, because yeah, again, we had that situation uh, on Super Bowl Sunday, didn't we? Obviously, we had a great time at Box Park Wembley, where you know, last year when we went, it was it was three of us. It was myself, Dan, and Alex. And this year, we went there. I think there was about twenty of us, wasn't there, Dan? Yeah, it's over so, twenty, I think. <laughs> yeah. Million. So apart from the two teams competing in the actual Super Bowl, without a shadow, and probably we may have outnumbered. 49 we were the best the, yeah, yeah we were the best represented team there it's to the point where a cowboys fan spoke to you outside and said i've been yeah following the nfl for so yeah. many this is the best turnout of saints fans i've seen at anything other than yeah when the saints have played 
Yeah, and and yeah, and that was the beauty of it because we're talking about the the bonds that you make with people, and they don't even have to be a, a fan of your same team. We had we had a mate there, Mike, some name as Miggy, and he was a Chiefs fan, you know. And yet again, he was in our group, and you know, he 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 sort of semi supports the Saints because his best mate supports the Saints, so it's one of those. But yet again, the community is a load of Saints fans there. We've got Chiefs fans with us, and we celebrate, you know, their win with him. Um, you know, because fuck the 49ers yeah, in. Yeah. Um, sorry, sorry, Nathan, what was that? Just, that's what it's all about. It's, uh, yeah. You know, there's only two teams that can get there in the end. So, yeah. Might as well support one of them, you know. I get the Super Bowl. But, yeah, it's, it's good to know that so many people can go. The same experience as them, just creating memories and friendships. Yeah. No. I gave that 49ers fan proper stick as well, didn't I? <laughs> Celebrated <laughs> right in his face. <laughs> yeah. That Dan bringing a bit of the soccer into American football there with the celebration in the face. Uh, he was he was <laughs> going, joking. He, 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 he was yeah. chirping, chirping, chirping all game. And then when uh, Mahomes threw that pass to yeah. Hardman to win, I just I just, just Going nuts in front of him. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I did the same last year, giving stick to Chiefs fans, even though they won, just to get them on. Yeah, 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 yeah. The uh... so Nathan, you um, so obviously with your two pals, you know, obviously with the um, you know, with the generosity of 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 your granddad, you know, um, you're able to go over there. So walk us through it. Was that your first time in America, or had you been to America before, or? Yeah, it was um first time in America, yeah, it was great. Um, so we what did we do? We we had a flight from Manchester down to Heathrow. I think it was uh nine AM. Um, we got into Heathrow after ten. Um and then I think it was ten to two hour plan takeoff time to over to New Orleans. Um we did everything with British Airways and you know, I can't speak highly enough of them to be fair, they looked after us really, really well. Um, Good. I heard some, you know, sketchy things about press service recently, but no, they did it really well. Um, a great flight over there, and then um, yeah, we landed, um, got through to security, and obviously um, went through, and they were asking us, you know, what comes to the US for, and things like that, and uh, did our fingerprint scanners. Um, then I remember. Uh, Mark's, Mark's left hand, everything apart from his thumb, wouldn't um, do it. So we uh, we had a little joke that if he was going to do any crime, he had to use his left four fingers. <laughs> um, <laughs> the woman behind the desk did laugh with us. I thought it was probably, I mean, you know, close to the wire, but uh, she found it funny. Um, which is, yeah, uh, that's not really the thing you want to be saying at security over in America. Jesus Christ. <laughs> do you know what, right? I've been through security. So I've got connecting flight three connecting flights three times in New Orleans, twice through Atlanta, once through uh, JFK. So the two times I went through security Atlanta, what are you doing here? I'm catching a flight to New Orleans. Why you got New Orleans? I'm going to see a Saints game. I'm going to Jazz Fest or whatever. Fine, nothing. Atlanta, left me alone. Go to New York. I'm going to see a Saints game. Really? Why do you want to go and see the Saints? They're crap. <laughs> just like, I've been through Atlanta twice, not a bean out of them. 
I come through New York and you give me this shit. I was just like, just like, <laughs> yeah. Oh, no, but she, she took it well. Um, and then we got our list of the hotel. Um, we were knackered. It was like pushing past six total time. And we'd been traveling for like 18 hours. Um, we got to the hotel, checked the rooms out, um, went down to the bar. I think the Raiders and the Chargers were playing. I think it was the game where the Chargers absolutely tore the uh, Raiders and the Arthur. Um, yeah. It was like 60. 20 or something. Um, we were watching that. We ordered some food on some fish, and um, that was the best fish I've ever had. It was amazing, <laughs> and it was just like a small bar. It was like, you know, it wasn't even anything special. It was just bar food. Yeah. And the waitress made a joke saying that you come all the way from England with all the fish and chips. And it was like, well, <laughs> she's got a point, mate. She's got a point. Yeah. Well, yeah. yeah. Di- different fish, different fish and chips. We know. And I had a couple of beers, um, a couple of the local beers. Um, is it a hot um, Yep. Yeah, that That's pokey, cool. that is. That's quite strong. Yeah, 6.2%, 6.4%? Yeah, I felt that like after uh, 18 hours of trouble. Um, definitely. Dan, uh, man, the alcohol police. <laughs> Jesus Christ. No, I, I, I've had it before. Like, the first time I had it was flying home from the airport the first time I went because I liked yeah. the can because the can's the street tiles. It says Chopatudas. Did you have that in the airport when you were flying home? Yeah. I was that in a bad way, so I got. That I was going to say, I, I know that you were not in good shape when you arrived at the airport, I was, mate. I was shit faced, so I got on the plane, <laughs> fell asleep, woke up like an hour away from London. I was like, "This is a result." The air, <laughs> air stewardess is still. We were the best passengers they'd ever had because we slept drunkenly the, the whole way. way. I got video. I've told you this before. I've got videos of my yeah. brother-in-law doing yeah. chopper style through. The, yeah, it was yeah. the old airport before they opened the new one, and the old mm. airport was tired. Um, yeah, but yeah, that chopper too. This week we had it when we went to Knuckleheads down yeah. in Ocean Springs, and that was when I saw how strong it was. I was like, no wonder I was wankered when I got on the plane. <laughs> <laughs> a couple of them at the airport. Isn't that because you're in the same bed as your brother-in-law? <laughs> yeah, but that's um. Oh, All I right, see. Leave it there. Okay. Yeah, yeah, okay. yeah, yeah. Anyway, anyway, <laughs> anyway, anyway. Nathan, see, so you, you've had you had your fish and chips. You've had a couple of beers. I take it. That was you for the night. It was like we need some um, rest and recuperation. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so we uh, we went to bed trying to get some sleep. It's hard with the time difference. It's uh, it was yeah. weird because we were going to bed at like, night <laughs> at six a.m. and yeah. it was like, oh. right, so I managed to get a couple of hours to be fair. Um, was tossing and turning most of the night. Um, and um, we got up. Um, Friday morning, um, I went down to the library because we had two rooms. They shared, and I had my own. Um, we started to sensible, mate. Sensible. Oh yeah, yeah, it was. Um, but yeah, we started to do IHOP for breakfast, which we could have done something better, I suppose. But being in America for the first time as well, um, <clears throat> it just felt like something we we had to go and try. Um, so we wandered over there. Um, I had some strawberry pancakes, which were amazing. Um, mm. 
two lads trying to cut weapons. And um, <laughs> the wankers asked me for a drink soda. And I remember um, me and Liam both just got like Pepsi or something. Um, Mark asked for a cold brew. And <laughs> she just gave him the worst kind of, uh, why are you ordering that? <laughs> it just became a theme of the trip away. Um, for me and Dan, a breakfast is not complete in New Orleans if it hasn't got a Bloody Mary with it. Oh, okay, but I've never been to one for yeah. a Bloody Mary. It's mm-hmm. well, I've, I've never tried one. Um, I think it's the tomato juice. I don't think I'd be a fan of tomato juice. Okay. Right, it plays. Right. It does play. Yeah. When you get that Tabasco, Worcestershire sauce in it. Yeah. Um, and, and I did say Worcestershire Americans. Yeah. <laughs> God. Pepper, All, right, mate. Juice. All, right. Yeah. All right, mate. We, we don't want to alienate ourselves. Come on. Come on, fella. <laughs> 44% of our listeners are from America, according to uh, Spotify. <laughs> anyway, sorry. Sorry, Nathan. Um, yeah. So we, uh, we then. Finished up, finished up breakfast. Um, then we took a walk over to the, to the Superdome, um, just stare at it in all its glory. Yeah. Um, what What was that like for you, mate? Obviously, uh, did you do like yet again? This is something that we don't talk about, but everybody who who sort of comes on and the first time they visit, did you do the taxi past the Superdome on your way into the city? Uh, yes, we did. Yeah, yeah. We, and what uh, yet again for a fan of the Saints? What was that like for you? It, what it was just weird seeing it. It was it was mm. flat, it was, um I was kind of crammed in the back of the taxi, so I didn't have the best view of it. Um but it just yeah. Just knowing it was there and knowing wow, that's actually how big it is. Yeah. Um but yeah, going to it the next day to see it properly. Yeah, it was. Um, it took me a minute to kind of yeah get over how big it is and just the stature of it, you know. Um, so obviously, I, you know, I kind of thank my granddad again. Um, yeah. for, you know, making me be able to commit the trip. Um, it was great. Uh, so then we we went to the Saints Pro Shop. Um, I spent too much money in there. Um, yeah, but, you know, just just add that the the Saints Pro Shop is much improved now, Dan, isn't it, compared to what it was a couple oh, of years it, ago? It, yeah, so much better than it was before. So yeah, much when better. you yeah, Nathan, when you used to go there, it, it it even though it was exciting going in there, actually it actually felt a little depressing because there was nothing in there worth buying, was there? You know, it was no. just the only yeah. thing that they had that I didn't see in the new shop and maybe it's the timing that we went is when I went the first time they used to have uh, pre-season jerseys that had been worn by just players yeah. that you'd never fucking heard of when we went in there I didn't see that there before that's the only thing that I remember thinking this is really uh, cool yeah. and I didn't see it next time but it's so much better in terms of the amount of stock that's in there the amount of things that you you can pick up and, and different things yeah. like that it actually Looking back on it now, black and gold felt more like what the old shop was like when we all had yeah. black and gold, and the, the new shop felt much more modern. Yeah, 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 yeah. But hey, look, point up, you know, black and gold. Me and you got a couple of bargains in there, son. Oh yeah, 
turned yeah, up yeah, yeah. turned up for the Super Bowl wearing them. Yep. Yeah. Anyway, Nathan. Anyway, sorry, this, isn't, this isn't our story. I'll get on to why we didn't later on. Um, but yeah, so we, we, went, we went and spent too much money in the Saints Pro Shop. Um, and then we walked um, through the back of Champion Square out to the Pelican Pro Shop. And again, spent far too much money in there. Um, we got myself a Brandon Ingram jersey and a snapback. And, uh, Good man. Um, yeah, the hats over there, you know, I've got so many hats. And they're so cool. It's just... Mm. And the, the the thing that really annoyed me the most was I got um got one of the nightmare edition Nola ones um with the black oh, nice. stuff on them. Yeah. Uh got, got that home and within two days puppy had chewed the back strap. Oh no. Um, oh. I cannot find anywhere on them that would sell one. No. And I've been to so many I've been to Simpsons, I've been to Lids, um, been to the local Shoemaker in town, please can you help fix my hat? No, sir, we cannot. Really? Like, Blimey. I don't know what to do. Because um, I love that. Um, yeah. I have actually with Mark She does um, stuff like that. And hopefully she can fix it up for me. Yeah. But, um, yeah. So you, so you sort of you wander over to the Pelican. So I'm assuming that your first venture after that is sort of into sort of the French Quarter, the Bourbon Street area. Is that is that where you head to next? Yeah, so I've, I've written it all out here. So Friday was yeah, Friday was the day we met met Brian. Um, so we did all yeah. the shopping and went back to the hotel, and then um, I think we had a quick shower, got changed and stuff. And then uh, we went out to O'Brien's. So we got in. And uh, obviously, we. It's a, it, it's a right, it, Nathan, it's a rite of passage. It really yeah. is. It's like it, it, it almost for any Brit, and I know a, a lot of locals are, are going to hate me for saying this mm-hmm. and not like it, but it's almost when you've made that journey, the thing about it is that as much as myself and Dan now love to get out and venture outside the city, the thing about it is that when you get there, it's almost like your first thing that you, or one of the first things you should do is wander down Bourbon Street and just go to Pat O'Brien's, you know, get it, almost get it out of the way. Um, but it, it's a rite yeah. of passage. Yeah, so we... yeah I'm going to champion Bayou Beer Garden, though, for people like their mm-hmm. second visit. Bayou Beer Garden's yeah. got to be the yeah, gotcha, Price, yeah. So I'm, I'm championing that. Anyway, sorry. I didn't have that on a list actually to try and get down to, but we, uh, yeah. we didn't make it. They just felt like, even though we had like four or five days there, it still like we didn't have a spare minute, even though we didn't do half of the stuff I wanted to do. Um, yeah. It was crazy. But um, yeah, anyway, Pat O'Brien's all sat down with Hurricane and then went through to the, the back where the, the beer garden is. Um, and it, it instantly reminded us of a place that we have in town in Warrington. Um, called Poston Gate and it was weird how different yet similar it was. It was the same kind of vibe, same kind of people and the same kind of music playing. Um, and it was it was great. So we had our hurricanes and then um put to the cocktail menu and decided to just polish off polish off the cocktail menu. Um 
Did it, Nathan? Did anyone have the mint julep? Yes, we did. Yeah, yeah. And that was who awesome. who drank that? Because that's dishwater. That's awful. Sorry. New Orleans institution. The mint julep. No, 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 in there. I'm saying in there. Oh, I yeah, see. yeah, 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 yeah. Because it's it, yet again. I think it's um, like with the hurricanes. Fair enough. Mass produce. Pour it out. The thing there is. It's almost like a, a mass produced one, and it is vile in there. That you know, I I like them normally, but in there, even our boy Alex, you, you know, Alex who will drink absolutely everything, yeah, did not like it at all. So anyway, sorry. So, um, so I think Mark, yeah, Mark ended up with the mint julep. Um, he, he enjoyed. It. I think we all had tasted every single one. Yeah, um, but there was there was one I didn't really like. I can't remember which one it was. Um, anyway, Nathan, don't say which one you didn't like because because yeah. um, because Uncle Uncle Dan will tell us both off again. So okay, come on. you like <laughs> I, you I liked all of them. Had, <laughs> I've only ever had hurricanes at Pat O'Brien. I've never had anything else there. Yeah, 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 yeah. I. Although next uh, time we go, I want to get that fucking massive one. No, you're not. They do well, a two hundred and forty dollar one. Well, we'll split it between like ten of us. <laughs> I want to do the yeah. massive one. I'll be pretty cool. Okay, it'll only be me and you there, though. <laughs> well, I, I, I think we'll be able to polish it off just fine. Yeah, it's got two bottles anyway. of rum in it. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry, Nathan. Again, carry on, mate. Yeah, um, yeah so we uh, we finished off that those uh, drinks in Powerlands, and then um, headed down the road to Cornet, Cornet, or Cornet. Um, we sat down in there, and then um, I think I had a Sazerac in there. And because at that point, Solid. he sent me the bingo card, and I was kind of just oh uh, yeah. So what? So you, you had a Sazerac when you were in there? Do you say? Yeah, yeah. Um, that was nice. Um, Thanks, Dan. We Thanks, Dan. Um, and then I think that's when when Brian got in touch. Um, yeah. And, um, he asked if you know he said something like, "If I knew you were coming, I'd have, I'd have come and seen you guys or something." Because I've been you know. Stayed around for a while. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I think he must have got in his car and just come straight away. Yeah. Um, I, I absolutely loved. I remember when he was when you were both messaging about it, and I absolutely loved it. I absolutely loved that the pair of you were like saying it was almost like yeah. Oh, Brian's on his way. Brian's like I'm off on my way to meet these guys and. And when the pictures were coming through, and the, I just absolutely, I just had a big cheesy grin on my face. And fair play to Brian, because Brian's very much like that, isn't he? Um, yeah, he was great. Um, but yeah, he, uh, he, he turned up, we had a good chat. Uh, that's where we were from. Um, and it was weird, we, we told him we were from a little sleepy town called Warrington. Um, and he said, the street next to his street is called Warrington. Yeah. <laughs> it was, it was like, what? Um but yeah, it was great. Um had a drink in corner with him. And then um yeah, he, he took us out, so we took us to 
Um, lots of luck, as we told you guys last week. Um, it was great. <clears throat> Done a little dog in there. Dog was cool. Um, I think it, I think the dog belongs to a guy called Mario. Um, he was over there for the Saints game. I think his friend was driving from Seattle or something. Mad miles and miles away. Blimey, um, yeah, yeah, that's, that's a big old trek. Yeah, yeah. Um, and yeah, that's where me and Liam played Golden Seas. Um, <laughs> Yeah, you got you got a bit excited about that when you saw it, Nathan, didn't you, mate? Oh yeah, it was great because you know <laughs> we, we, we don't play golf in, in the summer when, when the weather's nice. Yeah, and um, it was weird to be on the losing because normally I will win it at two one goal. Um, I was humbled. By the <laughs> you don't see a lot of you don't. The thing is as well. You don't see a lot of golden tea machines around anymore. You used to see them all the time. So I could understand yeah. why you got so excited because I haven't seen a golden <laughs> teas machine in about 15 years in a pub. Because we used to have yeah. one in our local and we used to smash the shit out of that screen just running up and trying to roll the ball. Um, but one of the things I loved about that night for you was you got to go to a couple of bars that most fans coming over probably wouldn't even have ventured out of the French Quarter. So by having yeah. someone to take you to these core yeah. places, I think you know, it's in itself is an experience that you, you're not going to get. You know, I didn't have that the first time I went. The first time I went, I was strictly in the quarter and that was it. But, yeah. you know, to go out to more neighbourhood bars, I think is you really mm. get to take in the culture of the city and see that it's more than just the French Quarter. You, you get to see what these bars actually look like. The, yeah. the residents of the city drinking. And I think that's massive. Mm. Um, I was very envious, in a good way. Um, that was such a great place, you know. As, as um, Brian said, you know, we had a bit of a joke about, you know, will we be okay? Um, I thought it was. It was always a joke because we knew that, you know, Brian wouldn't take us anywhere. We no, no. We didn't ever feel unsafe. Um, and it was great. The people there was great. Um, <laughs> the lady at the bar was lovely. She loved us. Um, and the people there were great as well. There was another, another gentleman called Brian there as well. Um, we called him old Brian between ourselves because he definitely had seven or 15 years on our Brian. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> but he was, he was giving us sort of advice as well for <clears throat> on Sunday after the game. Yeah. So he goes across the river and um, he goes to another bar and, you know, he does a couple of glasses of whiskey and smokes his cigars after the game on a Sunday. <laughs> um, Giving us advice where to go for pole boys. Um, that was great. Um, yeah. There was another guy. Um, kind of like me, I can't remember his name. Um, but he just, it was like an NPC. It was like, um, he, he just <laughs> had and he would just say them randomly. And it was great. It was just, <laughs> he just, uh, I think one was, he'd be talking about something and then he'd just say, well, I ain't right, but I ain't wrong either. <laughs> that, that London, I don't know, every, every other sentence um, is other old words. It's the kind of stuff that makes you want to go to church in the morning. And it was great. I went, there was a bloke like that in the bar we was in. And I remember it so distinctly because he was wearing a Hartford Whalers jersey. And I said to him, oh, but you... Are you from Hartford or are you um 
Or is that just if you just bought it? And he was so impressed that a Brit knew who the Hartford Whalers were. Um, but he kept like chirping in when we was chatting and stuff. And then he was like, oh, I, I work, I'm a barman at this English bar in Algiers. And he said, oh, I'd like you to come over and just tell me if it's like an English pub. And I was like, mate, I ain't flown 5,000 miles to go to an English pub. <laughs> I said, <laughs> next time. <laughs> so next time, next time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but it is great. But that, that was a great thing for you, Nathan, as, as Dan sort of touched on. For your first trip over, where obviously you, you know, you you've looked at, you've got advice, you've looked at stuff of where people say you should go and the things you should do. But then a local sort of grabs you and just takes you to a slightly different environment where you get you get a different take on the city almost out the gate, which is meeting locals, getting advice off locals, which is obviously really important. But also in one of these pubs, didn't you sort of get didn't you get to almost fulfill your sort of uh, your wish via, you know, you were saying about your granddad, you just wanted to sit down, have a cigar. You you got to do that as well when you were out, didn't you? Yeah. So um, Brian sorted me out with a cigar. He got me um, a glass of bourbon. I think it was, um, I don't know what it was. It was nice, whatever it was. It was really nice. Um, <laughs> this is when he tells me the glass of happies, and I'll be like, fucking hell. No, we sat on the uh, side of the pavement um, with the stuff on plastic deck chairs. Yeah, it was great. The only thing that was missing was the jazz music, but yeah, 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 yeah. You know, everyone was chatting and always having a good time. And um, again, I took a moment there to, you know, thank my granddad for everything and Mm. pass us together, seeing the boys, and they just felt, yeah, it felt like a dream fulfilled. Um, and it wasn't even game day yet, you know. No, 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 no. But the, yeah, that that that's you know from a you know if I think about it from your you know looking from the outside in at your personal point of view, <clears throat> just to be able to do that and obviously you know you know being able to fulfil one of your dreams because of um, you know because of the the sad situation of your of your granddad passing, but also the opportunity that he gave you to do it, and then just being able to sit there with a cigar and. You know, and just you know, whether it was inwardly or outwardly, sort of thanking is um, is it, it's it's um, it's beautiful. It's it's a uh, you know, it, it's very touching. Even for me, listening to it, I can't imagine sort of how emotional it would have been for you. And as you're saying that, you know, you're you're only two days into your actual trip over there, aren't you? And you're already, you know, you're you're already sampling something completely different. Yeah. Um... So yeah, as Brian said, we um we've been out for most of the afternoon, so we decided to call it a night. I think it was about half nine, seven. Yeah. So I moved back to the hotel, went to bed, tried to get some sleep again. Um, which was more successful the second time, so we did well. Um, and do, you, then, do you think I might? Uh, do you think I might have had more to do with the copious amounts of alcohol that you drank? Yeah, maybe. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Probably coming apart, yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> earlier on the Friday, I think um, Eric was giving me some suggestions for breakfast. Yeah. Um, oh, yeah, our boy, our boy Eric Johansson. Yeah, yeah. Um, so on the Saturday morning, um, we went to the tavern pub, I think it was called. 
Um, and we got a breakfast pole boy in there. And that was the best thing that I've ever tasted it's in my life. It was, so <laughs> um, it was it was just amazing. I think it was um, obviously you know the pole boy bread with like a sausage patty mm. on there, like tater tots on there, um, fried egg, um, anything kind of sauce similar to a HP sauce. Um, yeah, but it was phenomenal. Um, and the soccer was on in there. Um, big Leeds contingent, which surprised me. Um, <laughs> They're everywhere. <laughs> They're everywhere. Everywhere, yeah. Spain. Um, I don't know if it has anything to do with Jesse Mark, who was my manager recently, but, but it probably doesn't because they are a big club. I'll give Leeds a They're a big club. Um, we. And there was uh, four minutes. Yeah. Also, You're right there. Oh boy. No, we had a breakfast po' boy, and it was the first time I've ever had fried green tomatoes. And they were fantastic. I, I don't know, but this is only for a, a slightly oldish British audience, but when you said we there, for some reason, I just thought of the crankies. It, I don't know. <laughs> we. <laughs> sorry. Well, I don't sorry, know Nathan. I don't know Nathan, you're probably too young to understand that joke, but anyway, sorry. <laughs> Carry on. Um, yeah, so fried green tomatoes, Dan. Sorry, mate. No, I was just saying it was uh, those breakfast po' boys. They slap. They're good. It's yeah. same as yours, Nathan. Good, it's good. like a tater tots in it, uh, egg sausage, and then these, just these fried green tomatoes. That I've never even thought to think about trying. I was just like, this is phenomenal. It was, it was just yeah. really good. Yeah, my, yeah, mine was amazing. Minus the fried green tomatoes. <laughs> yeah, shut your mouth, Dan. What a takeaway from yours, but it was still amazing. Um, but yeah, we, um, yeah, we, we stayed in there for the uh, for the game. Um, I think we can't remember who else was playing. Um, but yeah, we uh, took a move back. Back to the hotel after breakfast. Um, Sorry, Nathan, can, can I can I just ask? Obviously, because of the nature of the podcast, what, what area and what sort of hotel were you staying in, and, and was it decent? Um, so, yeah, we um, in Riverside. Um, oh yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, um, right near the right near the train track. Um, that's actually coming up, Mike. Just just as a side, that's coming up as one of the cheapest hotels for French Quarter Fest. All right, we'll touch on just that. Just let later. you know. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you think it was there. It was really nice. Um, it was great as well. Um, but yeah, we took an Uber back after breakfast. Um, the Uber driver was really cool. Um, he was a nice guy. Um, and then uh, I think he asked to take us to Rouse's um, on Bourbon Street. So we went in there and got some snacks and some drinks and stuff. Yeah. Um, and then we went back to the hotel, sold out for a little bit. Um, and then uh, went to walk on the um, sea that night. Ah, uh, okay. Um, the Steelers, Steelers were playing the Colts. Um, obviously, Mark being a Steelers fan, um, he wanted somewhere to go and watch the game. And we'd, we'd spotted yeah. walk on so we were walking about. Um, obviously, we went to the pro shop and on the way down the street. But I was on the strip on the on the main road, um, from the from the airport coming down. Um the street, I think, isn't it? Um so yeah, we, we ended up 
going there for uh, tea that night or dinner. Um, the food was amazing as well. Really nice. It was, um, it was a weird atmosphere for a sports bar. It didn't seem rowdy enough to be a sports bar. <laughs> Nathan, you yeah, were just that, facing okay. that all on when you were in the bloody UK watching a fucking soccer game over here. And if yeah, I get, mean to be if, fair, if there's not a couple of guys having a punch up near the toilet. Then yeah, it's yeah. To be fair, you know. we went to Manning's, which is supposed to be a sports bar, and I would agree with Nathan. It, it, there wasn't any hostilities in there. Whether that's a good thing or a bad thing, the, the 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 most hostile person was the fucking waitress who just didn't have anything <laughs> we wanted to order. Yeah. You had to say anything. You know, yeah, we were trying it to. Order. It was just like, yeah, and yeah, and yeah. yeah not okay, let, let's just point out on the pod. Not every, uh, not every waitress or member of bar staff, uh, male or female, no, 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 no. appreciate if you're British. It's not like they fawn over you. That they, if they're in a bad mood, they'll be in a bad yeah, mood with you as well. Mood. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, I've got yeah, someone else to talk about later about that as well. Um, but yeah, no, the, the food ended up being really nice. Um, drinks were really nice. I think we ticked off purple haze in there. Good man. Um, bingo card. Um, yeah, that was um, that was real good. I think the Steelers ended up losing to the Colts that night, so it might wasn't in the best of moves. <laughs> I'll give you a I'll give I'll give you a fun fact, Nathan. That that walk-ons. Delvin Bro worked there, Saints cornerback. Yeah. 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 Oh, that's no. the walk ons that he worked in before he went off yeah. to play in Canada. Yeah. Okay. Sports spoke about working there on the podcast, didn't he? Mm. Um, yeah, he just talked about that was a that was a key thing for him when he developed the just the ability to appreciate people. It was like a big yeah. thing for him, wasn't it, when he walked when he worked there. Mm. But yeah. So you hit walk ons, you did that, food good. Uh, drink good. What what was the rest of your um, Saturday like, mate? Um, so yeah, we, we headed back um, playing Rouses again. Much of big Rouses, um, kind of. I'm not sure what the area will be called, but there's a little one near Bourbon Street, and then there was the main supermarket. Some Royal, um, some Royal on the corner, yeah. Yeah, that's the one in the French Quarter, isn't yeah. it? Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Um, then we went to the bigger one, which was. Um, Kind of further down Poydras. That, yeah, yeah that's further over Poydras, isn't it? Yeah. yeah, yeah. Um, went in there. Um, got, um, we've got some some cans of pop and stuff for the for the room back in the hotel. Um, and then right, we, just an interjection for our American fans. <coughs> Nathan, being old. from up north, um, <laughs> he will say a can of pop. Um, Dan, being from down south, what would you say, mate? Give me a Coke. Yeah. <laughs> so I'm just, I'm just. In, I, Americans, I, Americans would say uh, soda. I will go get yeah. soda. Yeah. It's just a, it's a translation thing for, for everyone. I, I'd say, can I have a fizzy drink? Can I have a fizzy yeah. drink? Yeah. I would say, yeah. can I have some alcohol? Um, fuck the fizzy drink. But anyway, moving on. Yeah. No, we did, we did buy a bottle of, um, a bottle of bumps of gold and, uh, soda. <laughs> um, but yeah, we got, we got back to the hotel and um, we decided to go over to the casino opposite the hotel, Paris Casino. Yeah, yeah, there was a wrestling fight on that Mark wanted to watch, he had some money on it. Um, so 
we, we did ask around earlier on in the day if there was anywhere to go and watch it, but no one could really tell us anything. Um, so we took our chances. Yeah, best place to watch it. Uh, or it would have been at the other place, would have been not far from there, is actually because Manning's is only about three minutes, three minutes I, away I from that as well. I, I would go no. to Manning's. No, no, I, I, I agree with you, Dan. It, um, it's very sterile. Shocking, shocking when we it doesn't, were there. doesn't represent the city to me. It's just like another, no. it's like TGI Fridays with Peyton Manning's name all over it. Yeah, 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 absolutely. Absolutely. Fair enough. Um, but yeah, no, they had it on in there, which is good. Um, played a couple of slots machines. Um, so, yeah, Mark and Lee weren't very lucky in there that night. I was. Um, but I think we took, we took $100 in each. And I was the only one who won anything. And we came out with that. <laughs> so, we were still at a loss. Um, but we played Nathan, man, we're not going. We're now not going to get um, sponsored by Paddy Power with you on this, like saying that, like <laughs> you know. Well, we've got to have a few on there instead. What, what? What out of three? Yeah, yeah, so... <laughs> what out of three comes out winner? I'm just saying. Anyway. We, so, I'm not going to say who, but a former guest on on our podcast has worked for Harris Casino. I'm not going to say who it was. It was in the catering industry. <laughs> I worked with Harris Castino. <laughs> anyway, I know that for I know that for Max is LinkedIn. <laughs> it, it 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 seems like the thing that I'm saying all the time. But carry on, Nathan. Me, sorry about apologies about me and Dan just interjecting all over oh, the place. But hey, such is life. Um, so yeah, so we played real life for the first time. Um, sat down at the table, had no idea what we were doing. Um, guy looked at us as if we were just aliens, you know. Um. But it was good fun. We lost forty dollars each on there. Yeah, and, uh, we all came away with a little Harris Casino. Um, yeah, it was a five dollar tip each, um, which yeah. is good. Um, well, I'm gonna do that next time. Yeah, yeah. Uh, it's a nice souvenir. Yeah, I like that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Rainbow, for example, well, not rainbow, but kind of purple yellow. That was, um, oh no! Oh, look, look at Dan's face. Jesus, Dan, did you just get aroused? A little bit. A little bit. <laughs> Have you had a bit of a dribble? Did, was there a bit of a no, dribble? I did the face. I did the face. <laughs> I thought you farted. <laughs> oh, okay. Um, but yeah, we I'm there. sorry, Nathan. I'm sorry. We, you, 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 start your day. We're on the pop. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah, I'm on a taxi mode, so it's not fun. Um, but yeah. So we ended up watching the UFC in the casino, which was good. Yeah. Um, Mark lost all his money on that as well. Um, <laughs> Mark's not having a good day, is he? No, he's not. No. Um, so yeah, we after that we went back to the hotel, um, had a couple of drinks at a couple of them, um, and then hit the hay because the day after was game day. So Dan, we've got this. sorry, Nathan. Yeah, okay. I'm going to interject. I'm going to talk to Dan here, like directly to Dan. Yeah. You see what Nathan did the night before a game at the Dome? Had a couple of drinks in the casino, yep. lost a bit of money, yep. won a bit of money. Yep. Went yep. back to the hotel bar, had a couple mm -hmm. of you know swifty sort of bits of pop just to make sure that they could probably get their head down. Nathan, on the game on game day, what time were you up, and did you feel all right? Uh, 7 a.m. and felt anxious as hell. But yeah, I was okay. Dan, 
Nathan felt anxious as hell, I'm assuming, because you were nervous and it was excited energy and all that sort of thing. Yeah. Was that is that why you were up at seven? Because it was like nervous, excited energy. Yeah. 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 Dan, you're up at seven. Why? All right, Dan was frying up. Anyway, that, Nathan, carry on, mate. Carry on. <laughs> Another lesson for UK fans going over. Don't go out on Saturday night and get absolutely obliterated because you could possibly but ruin the game. first time I went, I went a bit early. Okay. This time, uh, I did, I did the juice flowing. I was like, I'm good to go. But I put myself to bed before you lot, so I obviously knew something was going south. Yeah, yeah, but I woke up the morning after for the game day feeling bright as a button. Anyway, Nathan, sorry, mate, carry on. Yeah, no, it's all right. Um, so, yeah, woke up seven ish. Um, was just feeling nervous, anxious. Mm. Um, obviously, didn't know hey. how we were going to play. Um, so, yeah, we took a walk down to Champions Square because I had not to have breakfast. Um, just walked straight down, followed us to Champions Square, and left the hotel just after eight. Um, got to Champions Square for nine ish when it opened. Um, and Good man. Took it all in. Um, it was crazy. Mm. Um, went up to Mr. Benson's statue. Uh, had a moment there. Um, and we were greeted with some hard seltzers when we walked in, which was great. Um, <laughs> we did that in a hard seltzer at 9 a.m. Um, quite fancy, um, yeah. it, it's something you have to get used to when you're over there because it doesn't really matter like you guys obviously get into champion square really early which is cracking because yeah. you get to soak in the whole thing but obviously whatever time you get there like the, the game's kicking off at midday like you're gonna have a you're gonna have a hard seltzer at some point aren't you which is like yeah, a, yeah it's, it's a bit of a shock I, 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 times i don't mind a hard seltzer i know people take the piss out of them but i think they're quite nice I don't yeah, know. Um, we started having them over here now. Um, no, right. I, 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 I like the black black cherry one. I quite like. It's a good seltzer. Yeah. I think. Yeah, the, um, the white claw. White claw. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um, so yeah, we had uh, had them stood in Champions Square, and then we walked off into the little kind of bar, come restaurant, fast food area. Um, on the corner, um, went and sat down in there and uh, had a slice of pizza for breakfast, which was um, nice. Very nice pizza. Um, helps help put the alcohol because then we all got another hard seltzer each, but they were massive ones. Um, they were huge. Um, and we met Jerry there, uh, Jerry Wiley. Um, oh, yeah, boy, Jerry. Jerry. Jerry, 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 and Mary. Do you meet? Do you meet Jerry and Mary? Yeah. Top man, Jerry top and man, Jerry, Jerry. If you ask Aaron, yeah, you ask yeah Aaron, Jerry and Jerry. Jerry if you're Jerry. drunk, if you're drunk, Aaron from London, Jerry and Jerry. But Jerry and Mary are absolutely fantastic folk. Really, really good yeah, folk. Lovely, lovely people. Um, so yeah, we had a good chat with them. Um, and uh, yeah, just lovely people. Um, you know, they were saying how how they come over to Norms. They don't live in the live in the city anymore, and they don't what they don't live in the city anymore. Um, I tell him as how he got his um. Ohio, oh, his Ohio Buckeye season tickets he's got. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I was watching them all the time. Um, it was great, you know, he had a really good chat with us, really nice man. Yeah. Um, telling us about how 
much the, the Superdome's changed over the last how many years and stuff. Um, you know, it was just great. It was just nice to meet another local who yeah. took us in with open. If it's on his Twitter page, if you ask him, he's got a picture of him working in the yeah. Superdome when he was like in his 20s as a police officer. In the, in the, yeah, yeah in the 70s. It's completely different. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. But yet again, it's also that thing. It's like, yet again, we speak about it all the time. It's the beauty, the beauty of what social media can be. You know, obviously, Nathan... The reason me and you and Dan are on this pod, social media. The reason that you met Brian in New Orleans, social media. The reason that you've met Jerry and Mary, social media. There, it's a, it can be a beautiful thing if used correctly. You know that that's that's where it is. Um, so yeah, time went on. Um, Jerry and Mary went to their seats because they were on the other side of the um, Yeah, we we left it until about. Half eleven, I think, maybe just before, maybe eleven o'clock. Um, we went up. Um, we were up in the five hundreds, I think we were. Um, okay. Up, up in the gods, anyway. Um, and we decided to take the stairs up, which was a bad idea. I don't know if there's any other way. Well, I presume there is. Yeah. Um, well, also yeah. the other thing, the other thing about it is it depends. I think it also there are other ways, but it also depends. Which side yeah. you're on? Because obviously one side had already been, all the upgrades had been done on one side, the other side hadn't been done. So it's it's still not as obvious that you can get sort of escalators and yeah. stuff up. Yeah. But yeah, there are other ways. But hey, look, get your steps in, mate. Oh, we did, yeah. That killed us. That <laughs> we, we could have done when a tank of oxygen at the top. But, uh, <laughs> we were all right. Um, and yeah. I took about five minutes just staring at the field. Um, it was beautiful. I don't think there's any other way to describe it. Um, it, was, it, it yeah. it's, it's, when you go there for the first time, mate, isn't it breathtaking? Yeah, again, it's yeah. a couple of things. It's, you know, we, yeah, again, it, it it's like Ultra HD doesn't do it justice. And the other thing about it is, and you even get that from the outside, but especially when you're inside, the bloody size of the place is just it's when like you consider it looks Yeah, when you can yeah, you could Yeah. No, no, sorry, Dan. I was gonna say you consider it's an indoor stadium and you do get an idea, God, that's a big old lump there. It's when you go inside that it really sort of blows your mind. Yeah. It is like a tower, just like you were saying, Dan. It was just massive. You don't expect it from the outside. Obviously, from the outside, like yourself, Matt, you can see it's big. Yeah. But when you win, if it's only then you appreciate how big it actually is. And mm. It's just, yeah, it's just so big and vast and tall and all the other words for big. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Monumental, colossal, ginormous, yeah. gargantuan. So yeah. Um, but yeah, we weren't up on our seats, got a couple of bits to sit down with um from Michelob Ultra, I think we went with. Um, yeah. And um we got a set next to some 
some Giants fans um, who we got talking to during the game. Yeah. It, was, um, it was great. They were fascinated that we'd come all the way from England to come and watch the game. And, yeah. Um, why and how did we get into watching the NFL and why the States? And um, it was unique. Um, and they were using all the and all the English slang that they do in the right context. And, uh, <laughs> um, it was great. Um, and uh, I remember one of them, <clears throat> oh, I can't remember what he said, but he just found it so weird that see you next Tuesday. Yep. <laughs> and he didn't say it. We got the E. He didn't say it. Mike says yeah. it all the time. Uh, excuse me, we both say it, but I do say it quite a lot on this pod. And I, do the, I don't enjoy. say it on the podcast. You say it on the podcast. I, I've said it on the podcast. You in normal life say it quite a lot. Um, yeah, I do. You, I do. You've got I'm a, not going to deny it. Dan's got a level of restraint on this pod that I find quite difficult at times. I, um, I just think if Mrs. B listened, she wouldn't appreciate it if I said it. Because she, you know, uh, me and Mrs. B got a thing through the TV. Yeah. I'm joking. I don't have any other kind of beers. What's going on? <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, okay. he's been how we could so easily use the word front and be offended by it mm. because the Americans hate it. And I have no idea how offensive they found that word. Yeah. And he thought it was that funny showing off to all his friends calling me a front, and I didn't really mind. Uh, yeah, we, we found that. Our American yeah. friends, like, you, we were almost like gave them. <laughs> Artistic license to use it, and then when yeah. we flipped it and said, "Yeah, but we use it as an term of endearment," they were just like, "What?" I thought it was an didn't insult. Get, I was like, not it. amongst friends, it's not an insult. Like, I'll call Mikey no. all the time. He, no, he and and also it's this thing, and like Dan's right, it's like when we 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 joined a couple of discords like SBP and stuff, and Dan, <laughs> not so much in written word, but vocally when we were on Zooms or whatever, Dan. And especially if he'd had a couple of um, couple of bottles of pop, um, might use it. You know, the first time, fair, the first might time, use it fair, first time I used use it. it the first time I used it with with real effect was when we yeah. played the Falcons last season, mm. and he had to kick the field goal to win it. Yeah. And you watch the zoom and you hear me go, go on, go on, shank it, shank it, fucking shank it, you fucking cunt. <laughs> and that was when yeah. that was when the American our American friends went, Oh, oh, we can use that word because Dan just yeah. said it. And I was like, I didn't even know I said it. No, and I um, hello. Who's this Nathan? I'm looking at Imogen. Hi Imogen, how are you? Hello, Imogen. Are you wave. Are you going to wave? Hello? No. No. <laughs> they look weird. Dad, dad, them two look weird. She's, Imogen, is, Imogen is looking at the screen thinking, why is Santa Claus in a Saints hat? <laughs> I thought he only came out once a year. Not all year round. Yeah, I've got, I've got another job during the year. Imogen, but that special day, remember that special day. Have you fun? He's on the earphone, she can't hear me. Oh, thank God for that. I was going to say about honestly, two minutes before Imogen came in, you were talking about the C word. I was like, oh my God. <laughs> no, I knew, 
Nathan's got earphones in. So we digress. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. On to my swearing habits. <laughs> right, so the swearing's out of the way. So we get to the game. Obviously, you've gone into the dome. You, yeah. As you were saying, we, we, we can use many, many different uh, adjectives to it. But the game itself, how, how did you find that? Because, you know, first time. How they warmed up. Mm-hmm. Um, obviously, Blake Group is out there kicking his field goals, going from left, right, left hash to right hash. There's yeah. about a five maybe time. Um, and we had me out there trying to pump. Um, and it was great, you know, was like seeing the Giants warm up as well, obviously, for Liam being a Giants fan. Um, yeah. He enjoyed it. Um, was that was that Liam's first time seeing the Giants live as well? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Oh, wow. first, uh, oh, that's brilliant. Uh, that's really, it's really lovely. The fact, obviously, you've gone to the city that you want to go to, you've gone to see the team that you want to go to, but one of your friends that you come along to, it's actually, it's obviously very exciting. Apart from the fact that it would be exciting to go to New Orleans anyway, it's even more exciting yeah. for him because he's getting to see his team live for the first time, which is actually absolutely great. Yeah, yeah. Um, Mark had been to um, one of the London games previously, but it was yeah. the first time as well so he, he really enjoyed it yeah um and then as for the game itself it was it was great you know obviously we shut them out in terms of scoring touchdown um they just got two field goals we played fairly well on offense I would say. yeah yeah um <clears throat> there was that sketchy unnecessary rookie score um which i didn't like i think it was on on say taylor and yeah. Yes. Yeah. 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 Awful. Call. Yeah. Awful. Call. It, yeah. It, it was non-existent. It was a, do you know what? Yeah. It was actually a textbook tackle. Yeah. That was the worst yeah. thing about it. It was a perfect yeah. tackle. Yeah. Um, and then obviously, um, then the uh, Tommy 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 Cutlers. Sorry, Tommy Cutlers was uh, he went down and he got hit, didn't he, on a slide? Yeah. And um, that didn't get called, which I. Found strange, but then I think it was the rest kind of, you know, doing us a favour for the the bullshit call against Taylor. Yeah. I did have that in the back of But again, I don't really think it was a penalty on Tommy Cutlers anyway. Because um, he, he, he was going down, but he wasn't down yet. And he was. No, and yeah, again, it's it, it's becoming more and more apparent, apparent in the game. It's like the soft penalties that are given now for things that are, mm. I mean, the amount of roughing, you know, roughing the passer calls now where you're like, you actually, for me, when I watch them, I, it's almost like you, you, you're you giving up on it. It's like, really, are we now calling that? So it, it's no. got a bit soft. No different to soccer over here. It's no different. Yeah, it's no, the worst is when is when they're outside <laughs> the pocket and they're a runner and you you smack them. Yeah, and they call roughing the passer. He's a runner. He's he's yeah. given up yeah. himself as a being yeah. in the pocket. Like you, you're entitled to smack the shit out of him if you want to. It's like, mm. and that's the yeah, linebackers as well. Linebackers love that. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, yeah. So yeah, that, so, you, so the whole dome experience was great um, for you. Nathan, obviously getting there, getting the win. Yeah. 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 When when were you coming home? Um, were you coming home on the Monday or the Tuesday? So it was the um, Tuesday. Tuesday. Oh, okay. Were you able to go out and enjoy the Sunday after the game then? 
Yeah, so we, we went to Scobers, which was a little chicken shop just on the corner down, um, down Foy, just on the way back to the hotel. Yeah. Um, went and left some food, which was great. Um, and then went back to the hotel. Um, then went back out to the French Quarter for some drinks afterwards. Um, and then we decided that we were going to make a day of it on the Monday. So we, we came home from the quarter, got to bed. And then Monday morning, um, we went out to Frenchman Street. Um, we walked all the way there. I didn't realize how long it'd take because I put Frenchman Street in <laughs> three minutes. I didn't realize it was on the car time. Yeah. Um, so I checked it and then I realized after about 15 minutes of walking that there was still another 35 minutes of walking to do. <laughs> um, <laughs> Hey. It, was it was a nice walk through, through, the, uh, through the city. It was really nice. Um, but everyone was dead on Frenchman Street. So we um, we just kind of made our way back to, to the French Quarter. Yeah. Um, and we, yeah, we spent a good 12 hours, if not longer, in the quarter drinking. <laughs> and that was the worst thing we could have done. With flying back, <laughs> hey, look, I think you heard earlier, you heard earlier, Dante, it was the best thing that he did when he was flying back. Three of the best behaved yeah. passengers that BA have ever had. Like, from... Honestly, that that last <laughs> day, we was like, we're flying home tonight, let's be sensible. And then we had a uh, purple drink from Jean Lafitte, and it all went sideways. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Don't, don't oh, let the voodoo get in, yeah. One thing I'll say well, we... is, um, and they've same for you, Nathan, is that when the game finished the last time we was there, I just didn't want to leave. Like, I just wanted to no. just stay there. And, it, and we got kicked out in the end, didn't we, Mike? Because people were yeah, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. you've got yeah. to go. But it's just because you, either it's the first time you've been or you've, it was my second time in the Dome, it's like you just want to stay and, and soak it yeah. up and just, you don't want to go. There's like you've got there's the appreciation that because you can't go whenever you want to go, yeah. Um, there's so much more appreciation for it, I think, for international fans. Mm. You just want to soak it in and be the last person to leave almost. Yeah. Um, it sounds it's cheesy, true. but no, yeah, but you're right, Dan. It's true. It's it's we've talked about this um previously about not taking it for granted, and we can't take it for granted because you know. You, me, Nathan, you spend, apart from hours getting there, the amount of money you have to spend getting over there. So when you eventually get over there, you want to savour everything. And you're absolutely right, Dad. You get into the stadium and it's like, it, it, it doesn't matter how many times you go. I mean, it probably be a little bit different if you lived over there and you were a season ticket holder. Maybe you would take it for granted a little bit. But we never do as UK fans. And you're right, Dan, you go over there and literally, I I don't think there is any occasion where I've been in the dome, where I've been n- not the last or within at least 20 people, the last person to leave the actual dome on every occasion I've been there. Because literally you're you're there and you just want to, you want to suck it all up. You want to enjoy the whole thing. You know, and I think they're, they, you know, they should allow UK fans stay in there a little bit longer after the game. Should we get taking our passport <laughs> with us? Go, can I, can I stay a little bit longer? 
Yeah, can, um, can I spend another five minutes, please? Honestly, you we know, need to I'll, we I'll need leave. to cultivate our connections more so that all our all of our friends can just stay a yeah. longer. We'll speak to Doug and Jess and whoever else. Can you give us a pass? Let's stay a little bit longer. Yeah, yeah. But yeah, you know, absolutely. like I, I I cried on the way in and um, yeah, like a big baby, and then uh, on the way out, I just didn't want to leave. It's like yeah. I was like Tom Holland in Spider Man. I'm not ready. I don't want to go. I don't want to go. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, absolutely. Um, so obviously you had the you made the, the the silly mistake of drinking too much on the Monday, Nathan. What was the flight back like on the, yes, uh, on the yes, Tuesday? So we, uh, it was rough. Yeah, so we we we, we didn't get in until around six a.m. on the Tuesday morning. Six. Um, Good man. It sounds like a mic night. Yeah. Um, and we were all still probably under the influence after two hours. Yeah. Um, so we decided that swimming the pool would be good quickly. Yeah. Um, around eight, half past eight. Um, wasn't, wasn't the lifesaver that we needed. Um, <laughs> yeah, I think it yeah. Um, but yeah, the the yeah. staff came round and opened <laughs> my door as I I got back in bed after the swim and um I apologised and said I will be up swiftly. Um so I managed to pack the bags together and get down to the lab room and got there muscle out. And left left the luggage with um the concierge guys um and went for went to try and clear our heads. We thought it'd be good to go and get some food. Um, we all ordered like a, a meal from. Uh, we were allowed to like like to show chicken or whatever it was called. Um, and none of us put the thing apart from multiple <laughs> fries. And we ordered a five-piece chicken tender meal and didn't eat anything. He just had it sat in front of him. Yeah. And then we got up and well, left. I think the Nathan moral of the story here is. On the day before you're coming back and you've got a flight back to the UK, don't go out for 12 hours and get absolutely spanked until six in the morning. No, you do uh, that. You do that. You enjoy yourself. You go for it. Are you talking to me? <laughs> are you talking to people in general? I'm talking to, I'm talking to everyone. That flight, just sleep on that flight. You do that. No. You go and you enjoy New Orleans. Hey, da Dan, you know that's exactly what I do every single time I'm flying back the next day. So... I, I, you know, I tell everyone to go and enjoy it. <laughs> I was going to be like Jordan Stallion then. I was going to be like, you come on. Listen, you want to go out, you enjoy yourself. Right? You do what you want to do. <laughs> uh, yeah, it, was, um, it definitely helped. We had a, a late night flight. I think it was like 7 p.m. Um, so we, we kind of, you know, dozed around the city till lunchtime and then decided to go and try and find somewhere comfy to sit in the hotel lobby. Um, so we were there from kind of lunchtime till 4 p.m. when the taxi came. Yeah. And um, we probably just looked like homeless people off the street sat in the corner of a bar in the hotel. <laughs> um, yeah, I've been there. Uh, to, to be honest, I think 70% of people who are tourists or whether they be from the US or the UK traveling to New Orleans, when they're coming back, 70% of them all look like they're homeless when they're at the. I need airport. a dollar. I need a dollar. <laughs> Yeah, we'll leave that one alone, Dad. <laughs> I've still got a dollar in my wallet. 
amateur So all in all, it was um, it was obviously a very worthwhile experience. You know, both <laughs> both from your NFL American football appreciation, but also just from a you know from from a life affirming and obviously everything that you spoke about where it was a dream for you and and obviously through heartache you were able to achieve that dream it was great it was fantastic um i wouldn't say the dream but i would do it all again in my heartbeat definitely yeah well I, nathan look, say, we, yeah I, I, Sorry, I gonna, before you finish wrap up mike i was gonna say like <clears throat> i would say i am a massive advocate if you're listening to this and you're from the uk or france or spain whatever get on social media link in link, wrong app connect with people from new orleans and if you can find someone who can look after you like brian did with nathan that yeah. night and get to see the real parts of new orleans it is something yeah. you can't you, you you can't manufacture that kind of experience so yeah it just for me it is a a testimony to what social like you said, what social media has given us. And if you can connect with those people, like we've done with Max and Corey and yeah. Ryan and Elise Ross. and Eric and all these other Ross and all these other people, Maddie, all these people, if you can connect yeah. with them, then you get the opportunity to for them to show you what it's really about, like mm. Nathan had. Yeah. It's you can't you can't substitute that. No. Do it. No, do it. You're absolutely right. And Nate, look, Nathan, mate, obviously myself and this is the first time that myself and Dan are meeting you, obviously. In the new world, this would probably be called in person, but you know, it's not in person to us yeah, because yeah. when I meet somebody in person, they've got to have a drink in their hand, I've got to have a drink in my hand, and we've got to clink that drink together, and then that's in person. So, look, I'm hoping at some period in the near future, and obviously, there are moments where there are Saints meetups all around the UK, you know. This year or in the last six months, I think there's been Birmingham, Manchester, Edinburgh, London, you know, small community of Saints fans in this country, but we make a really big fucking effort. So we'll keep you linked in with all of the, the opportunities to sort of meet up. And um, yeah, I, genuinely, I think me and Dan hope to meet you in person, in person very soon. Oh, and absolutely. Look, yeah. Yeah. Sorry, Bob. Yeah, it's going to have to happen. Yeah, absolutely. Look, Nathan, thank you, mate. Thank you for coming on. And we know, obviously, you, you've got work pretty pretty soon, sharpish coming up. We appreciate yeah. you coming on uh, at this time. And, and yeah, genuinely, let's try and um, let's try and link up properly very soon. Yeah, yeah, no. definitely. Mm -hmm. I, Cheers, guys. Only thing I want to say, Mike, is uh, yeah. if you're listening, like, follow, subscribe. <laughs> yeah, I don't we do never that do enough. This. We never ever. Do if this. you Nathan's in, join our Discord. We've got, um, you know, it's not as active as we'd like, but we've got loads of good recommendations in there. The more people come in, the more recommendations we can get, the more, the more conversation we can have going, yeah. active around people, what to do in New Orleans, what to do in your trip, talk a little bit of Saints. Uh, Jazz Fest is coming up, French Quarter Fest is coming up, all these things that people might want recommendations for. Please reach out to us. We'll give you the link to the Discord, invite you in. Um, and also, if you are the person, who gets picked for International Saints Fan of the Year, because you should yeah. find out by latest tomorrow, please let us know, because we would love to talk to you about your fandom if we haven't spoken to you already. Um, yeah. So this is a competition the NFL ran, International Fan of the Year. It, was, it wasn't it was publicised enough, in my opinion, by 
any team or NFL UK. But if yeah. you're that person who gets picked for the Saints, please let us know because we would love to have a conversation with you Absolutely. and uh, talk about your fandom because that would be that, that's what we're all about. That's exactly what we're all about. So just wanted to say that. And other than that, Nathan, it's been a fucking pleasure. Yeah, take care, Bob. Thank you very much, Dan. What a, what a nice nice guy, Nathan. First time we've met him, like really yeah. cool dude, cool dude. We we sort of met him on X as everyone else and started chatting to him, and then it's well, just gone from there. He asked to join uh, di- Twitter X, whatever. Um, yeah, well, asked to join our Discord. Asked to join our Discord. Fuck Elon, but uh, asked to join our Discord, and you know he's. Uh, yeah, you know, it just goes to show, like, what we're trying to do with that Discord does yeah. work because he was in that Discord and <laughs> Eric was giving him tips and yeah, people were chipping absolutely. in, going, go here, go there. And I yeah. just think that was the intention of that Discord off the yeah. bat was to just, it wasn't about replicating what, you know, Saints Block Party have got or Saints Happy no. Hour or I, I think there was a New Orleans football Discord at one point. I don't know if it's it's still active, but it wasn't trying to compete with what they're doing. It's about something different. It's, yeah. It was always about trying to give experience <laughs> to people to to maximise their time in New Orleans as a first-time visitor to, to do all the good stuff. It was, you know, it, it's one of those things whereby, obviously, we've connected with people in the city. As you said, like when, um, when Nathan was over and Eric was giving him advice, you know, and so we've connected for, with people in and around the city but also there is this thing, and we say it often on the pod about when you're an international fan going over the first time, there are certain things that you have to do, which um, locals would obviously, to a point, look down their nose at. But, you know, we've talked about it before, like you've spoken about it when you go to New York, because you've been to New York so often now, you don't do the normal sort of tourist traps. But the first oh, time, the first it. couple of times that you went to New York, you did everything that you were meant to do. I'm the same. I've done everything that I'm meant to do when I'm there. This year, myself and Karen went to, or last year, actually, myself and Karen for the first time went to Vienna and Prague. Of course you do the things that you're meant to do. And I think that's... Did, the you, get some, this, did you get some um, Did you get some Viennetta while you was there? No, no. Although, <laughs> in, in Vienna, I did get these. Look, Saints. Oh, look at that. Russian uh, dolls, Saints, Russian dolls. Yeah, yeah. I'm not going to go through the whole lot because Mario Davis. I've had a couple of drinks and they'll go all over the option. But um, but the thing about it is that the beauty of our Discord is that you've got people who know a little bit more about the area, but you've also got people who are tourists who, if you're going over the first time, will actually tell you you're meant to do the tourist things. But here's the best way to do that tourist thing, and don't get yeah. exploited. Don't you know? Don't hit the silly tourist traps. Don't yeah. So all of that, all that yeah. stuff. That's the, that's the beauty of our don't, Discord. Don't bet on where you got your shoes. It's like never no. for New Orleans. Like, <laughs> yeah, that's a cliche. Yeah. But are you, someone tried it to me on my first visit, and I just ignored yeah. it because I was like, no. Anyway, anyway, anyway. So Mike, yeah. I mentioned the um, international fan of the year thing. Yeah. So that was it was not publicized particularly well, right? No, the Saints didn't put anything <laughs> out about it at all. So I think you had like six teams, uh Dolphins, Texans, Broncos, um Bears, couple of yeah. they put content out. Saints didn't put anything out at all. Um no. and we know and we know from a couple of our friends within 
those areas that were eligible who heard nothing about it. Didn't even look. Yeah. So even... I, I spoke to a couple of guys in France. You'd think yeah. the massive market France. Yeah. Didn't even know that this was a thing. So didn't even publicize it through that. So that's a bit of a poor. I'm hmm. going to be honest. I think that's quite poor from the Saints. And I think it's yeah. quite poor from the other th- 28 teams who didn't put anything out or 25 teams who didn't put anything out. Yeah, because yeah, yeah. this is an international market now. And you've got fans yeah. who invest a lot into their fandom. Yeah. And I think it's poor that these teams didn't push this more, that people no. knew about it. I've spoken to people in Australia who didn't know about it. I've spoken to people in Germany who didn't know about it. Yeah. These are big markets, and these are all eligible markets. So the eligible yeah. markets for this competition were the UK, France, Mexico, Canada, Australia, Germany. There's like one or two others. China. No one knew about this competition. So we we did put an entry in. China. 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 Yeah. There, there you go. But yeah. we did put an entry in for the Saints of City yeah. and me, as for Mike and myself, to be considered. We haven't yeah. heard anything. The deadlines were, depending on which publication you read, the deadlines were the either the, the 26th of January, 14th of February, 11th of February, or the last one is tomorrow, the 21st of February. So we're recording this yeah. now on the 20th of February. We're going yeah. to assume that we're not, we haven't no. been selected as English friends. No. That's fine. I will admit that as a European citizen under... Um, my rights under GDPR, I I am eligible to see any information about me, any data about me. So under GDPR, don't laugh, I haven't told you this yet, Mike. Under GDPR... Are you making you a request? Uh, so basically, I've made a request to the NFL to find out what information they hold on, on us, right? Because under GDPR... so. <laughs> I don't want to talk about. I don't want to talk about work, but one of my in my most recent role that I'm no longer in, I was a data privacy specialist. So I know under GDPR, opinions about someone count as data. So I've asked for any data on us that the NFL or the Saints hold, so I can see whether or what. Well, firstly, whether our submission even made it to the Saints. Yeah. But secondly, what yeah, what the criteria was, what the opinions were. But I can tell you this now, right? I've spoken to a lot of people who didn't know about this competition. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There are so many amazing Saints fans around the world who, one, didn't know about this competition, so they haven't no. submitted to to themselves to be eligible. But two, no. I've spoken to the guys in France. I've spoken to three or four fan groups in Germany who didn't no, know I about this. Not, not clear. So the question is, the question I have is, who is going to be this person? Yeah. Well, look, and from my, because from my it needs to view, be a good, it needs to be a good person, right? Well, I, I just, I just want whoever wins to be a worthy winner and not a exactly. PR winner. Um, yeah, I, I don't want it to be a PR winner, and also I don't want it to be a, if one of a better expression, a saintly winner. You know, somebody who never says Crit- anything controversial or crit- yeah. critical about the team. I want it to be somebody who's obviously passionate and sometimes passion can come through both positively and negatively, but also somebody who makes the effort to go over there. I mean, not in a horrible way. Like both of us are sitting at the moment in fan caves. 
both of us are sitting in purpose-built caves that are representative of the team they support. So, look, there's an yeah. effort. Me and you go over for games every year. Me and you go over for all of the cultural events every year. Um, I just want it to be somebody that is not a, it's not a PR exercise. Um, yeah. I want it to be somebody like John, who's John and John and Ilio yeah. come, on, come on this podcast. They are yeah. putting out so much great content. They've been running Saints France for like 10, 12 years. Yeah. They've yeah. putting out a podcast. Those guys are, you know, if you look at um, James Baker, who run, who's yeah. on uh, Don't Patrol on UK, Don't Patrol. he's on the exactly. Don't Patrol podcast. Another very been worthy doing it for years. Individual, years, years. Set up the set up the Saints WhatsApp group that's got over a hundred members in it. Exactly, it's, it's all those sort of things. You just want you've it. Got the to dialogue be... going. You got someone yeah. like Simon Alcock in the UK who's been over to yeah. like 50, 60 Saints games. Mark yeah, Daly. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. I don't want to call out individuals. You got the, this free different fan groups in Germany for the Saints, an eligible market, yeah. three different yeah. fan groups. And our guys in Denmark, they wasn't even eligible. They should no. have been able to. Our guys in Spain that we've had on the podcast, again, dedicated fans I, should have been eligible. It's like, where I is this fan? I, I, who I is this person going to be? But also, I don't get that eligibility thing. I, I genuinely don't get it. It's like, because if you look at it from the point, if you look at a big market point of view, like, Spain weren't eligible, were they? But they're a big oh, well. market, and they've got a game no, next but, year. But but Brazil are not eligible. Eligible, and they've got a game. But Mexico, that, Mexico so eligible, I, but they do have games. Yeah. But that's but that's the thing that I don't get. I mean, not in a horrid way. How can you have, run a competition that's international fan of the year for each team, but exclude areas massive markets, of the world? a huge market? Brazil is probably. I don't know. It's probably it would be a battle between Brazil and Mexico, I think, which is the biggest second market after the US for NFL. Like, forget about Europe. Like, Germany and UK can have a little bit of a fisticuffs about which one's the biggest market. But Brazil and Mexico, without a shadow of doubt, the second biggest market in the world. And one part yep. of that was not eligible. And they're having a fucking game. There. And that's not that's not the Saints, that's the NFL that shows that. <laughs> no, no, and that's what I'm saying. So it's like forget about that. I'm not criticizing the Saints. I'm criticizing about why you have put these restrictions. Don't get and, and yet again, and this is nothing to do. What the fuck? What China? What what I mean, somebody explain that to me. As a market for the NFL, I've never read anything about China being a major, now, major, basketball, major NFL. Yeah, basketball, absolutely. I'd understand massively. Huge massively. market, huge market. Yeah, I don't huge. get that. And it's just, it's just very confusing. That that's that's the way I view it. It's very confusing because there are some markets in, especially in Europe, and also as we were saying with Brazil, where you think, of course, they're going to be in it, and then you're like, oh right, they're not. And then the markets in Europe, especially who are eligible, who we've spoken to, didn't have a Danny, didn't have a Danny Larue about what was going on. And I just find I just find it confusing. And I just hope it's not going to be a really sort of methodical PR exercise. I really, really hope. It's not going to be that. Look, we we know from first-hand conversations with someone in the organisation that as of last week, 
they had not chosen who this individual was. And that was past yeah. the deadline. The yeah, deadline yeah, yeah. was. So if the Saints don't don't pick a fan, yeah, then there's got to be questions because I can't believe that not one person submitted and uh, uh, submitted something. I, well, we know one person did. Well, we know one that did. Yeah, yeah. So yeah. if they've got no one, then you got ask. <laughs> there has to be questions <laughs> asked about the whole process. <laughs> well, the thing about or, it or is, we uh, are fucking if, people. If we are the only ones that sit, submitted a request, uh, submitted an application. Sorry, <laughs> we need. We need to readjust the way that we're doing this pod, and maybe the C word or, should not happen, or the swear word, or, or maybe in or whatever. Yeah, or maybe it points points <laughs> the finger back the other way and says, are you, "Do you want international fans?" Yeah, yeah, yeah. And look, we we've had that. Like we, we had that whole situation with the UK fan who was over there earlier this year, and there was the big controversy about the flag and stuff. And look. There, there were differing opinions on what happened there. But the bottom line is, it wasn't a very good look for the Saints. Uh, you know, hot, even, even if it was Superdome stuff. Yeah, if it was yeah, to do the regardless Saints, of what regardless of what went on, it like, yeah, again, from a public relations point of view, it didn't look very good. And it got a bit of traction and it seemed a bit silly. But you're right. It's like the... And, you know, we're on a pod that talks about the international fan base. That's all we're interested in. We've obviously diversified and, we, you know, thankfully because of the connections that we've now got in the city and, you know, we, we've been able to talk to other people and we, we try and sort of mix it up a little bit. But the crux of our podcast is international fandom. And so we talk to fans around the world. We've got other people, you know, we've got people from South Africa, we've got Australians, we've got other people who are going to be coming onto the pod. Um, they're important. So can I? Yeah, but can I just give a bit of context to that whole DSAR data subject access request? That I made? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So me, me and Mike want to go to New Orleans. Yeah. This before like May. Yeah. Now the prize for this competition is to get to go to the draft. Yeah. Now I can't fucking book my trip to New Orleans until I know that. Someone else has won this competition because my wife yeah. will go batshit if I say, "Oh, I've booked trip to New Orleans." By the way, I'm going to Detroit as well. Yeah. So that's why I put the request in to try and hurry up the hurry up the thing. But yeah, I, I just want to know so I can book my trip that I want to go. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You haven't spoken to your wife about it yet, have you? <laughs> no. Right. So I mean, in well, we haven't been planning it. We, it no. Well, because I'm wrong. I have. I have. Yeah, you know, Dan. Has been exploring, exploring because of Dan's personal circumstances. He's now got the ability to um, go over to New Orleans for a period of time. And so I've always spoken to Dan. Like last year, we went to Jazz Fest, but before Dan was sort of got in touch with me and said, Look, oh, yeah, I'm up for Jazz Fest. I was thinking about going to French Quarter Fest, and I've spoken about it on a on the pod with a number of people, Brian included and Max and stuff. I really want to go to uh, French Quarter Fest. So now Dan has the opportunity to go to French Quarter Fest. And so he's now agreed it with his wife and he's now looking at booking. And obviously I'm going to be his partner in crime going over, but I've not mentioned it to my wife at all. Um, so... I think you should. No, no, no. Exactly. We're out for dinner on Saturday and I'm going to allow it. The four of us. Yeah, I'm going to allow it to open up when we're out for dinner on Saturday. I'm not going to 
I'm not going to mention it. Uh, oh, you know where for a bit of con- No, no, wait, wait. For a bit, for a bit Are you happy about him going to Hawaii? Well, for a bit of context, the reason why I haven't mentioned it, myself and my wife are in the moment, we're in the throes of trying to move house. So we're looking to, we've put an offer in on a house. So it's, it's a stressful time and stuff. And I I don't want to mention anything else to my wife. So I'm going to let it come out on Saturday and, and also see what her reaction is. But I think I'll be okay. Uh, I think I'll be okay. Uh, Nick, Nick, Nick will definitely mention it. Oh, without a doubt. I'm hoping she does. <laughs> Karen will be like, what are you talking about? And Nick will be like, yeah, oh, yeah, he's yeah. lost his job. He's, he's, he yeah. wants to go away. He said Mike's going with him. Yeah, yeah. I'll, I'll play the pity card. Look, I, I really need to make sure I look after Dan. You know what I mean? I've got to make sure that he's okay. Do you know how many people have played that pity card to come to New Orleans with me? <laughs> <laughs> hey, look, here's another one. <laughs> but anyway, we'll see. So- uh, I, I think it will be okay, not in a horrid way, and, and this is going to sound awful. And I tend to go to New Orleans twice a year, and I tend to go for a cultural event, and I always go over for a game. So it's not going to come as a surprise to my wife that I'm looking to go over for a cultural event, also one that I've never been to. I mean, I did think about going to Jazz Fest because the Stones are playing there, and I thought I've never seen the Stones. What a what a Unbelievable uh, event that would be, but uh, you know, I don't, I, I I'm don't not over, think I'm not, make I'm, it over. Yeah, I'm not overly enamored by the rest of the lineup, if I'm honest. I not in a horrid way. We went there last year. The price you pay for a three day pass is the price that you pay for one day entry into a festival. Oh, yeah, day. yeah, absolutely. So, so yeah, again, and there, but also, Dan, you say that, but like. Some of the best times that we had last year were not watching the big acts. It was being in the gospel tent. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. It was being no, in the right. blues tent. Right. It, was be- it was being in those areas of the festival which actually resonate more with the city than they like these big acts. We went to see a couple of the big acts. Yeah. Um, but actually, I mean, we went into a lot of the tents because it was pissing with rain. But they were, at- I mean, the, the gospel tent was absolutely phenomenal. I mean, do you know what I mean? If you, I mean, you know, if I felt inspired. If we'd paid, well, I was I was boozing while they were preaching, but yeah, 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 that's yeah. We had that. Uh, if we'd paid more attention, if we'd paid more attention outside, who's your girl that we went to see on the last day? Uh, Jill Scott. We didn't see Jill Scott. If we'd paid more attention, yeah. we were standing about ten feet away from Jameis and didn't even realise. No, 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 no. Exactly, idiots, was... idiots. So Wait. French Waterfest, we need tips. Yes. Because I don't yeah. even know it works. Do you just pay a cover fee on the door to each bar? No, that, no, 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 no. There, there's, there's just music that I mean, it's not. I don't think it, it's not. Because all yeah, I can again, find is VIP ticket prices. We've spoken about this again on the pod with a couple of people who are local, and it's changed over the years. As, as everything in New Orleans has is because it's a party city, obviously, and and yeah, again, we're part of the problem because we're tourists, so we want to come over. So there are areas where that where you have to pay a cover charge to go in. I think by the by the Mississippi, there's a big thing, and but there is music playing throughout. It it's more musical, and for me, it's not the big areas where music's playing. It's more the the fact that there's just going to be more music in and around the French Quarter than there normally is. Yeah. And you know, Dan, we've spoken about this on the pod. I take myself up to Frenchman all the bloody time, so. 
I don't really care where the music's playing. I don't really care if I have to pay for it. I don't really care if it's free. As long as I hear the music and you tip people who are playing, hey, look, that, that, that's what we're looking for. But it'll be a great opportunity for us to go out and meet, you know, meet some of our friends that we've made out there as well and have some dinner and some drinks. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Ross, Max, mm. Elise, Eric. Corey. Mark, Corey. Um, yeah. Be nice to if we could get Ross to get Maddie out, that'd be amazing to meet. Maddie yeah, that'd be good. Before. Hey, um, Maddie, bring Brooke. <laughs> Let's just have some fun. Just bring him, bring, bring trips to everyone, yeah. all of them. Just bring them to bring the uh, the, the yeah. two UK louts, exactly. This, but also, weird, weird podcast. Also, talking about um, sort of being social and meeting up with friends we're also this week aren't we in london we're going to be meeting jess on thursday yeah. for for dinner and drinks so uh, anybody who's listened to our podcast knows jess and she she obviously is the yoga teacher with the saints and she's actually in europe at the moment and she's she's got a day where she's in london before she flies back to the us so myself and dad are going to go meet jess so and that'll be lovely as well I I can't I, I'm really looking forward to that. We haven't we haven't met yeah. in person. I talk no. to Jess all the time on socials. Yeah, um, yeah I've yeah. been following her her trip very closely. Some of the things and it looks wonderful. Wonderful, looks wonderful, wonderful. Mm. Um, there's a really a uh, if you're if you if you're in the US and you've got European heritage, look at what Jess is doing because she's just tracking that tracking back her ancestors. Yeah. And I think it's that's marvelous. Really good. Yeah, absolutely. And and it's you know, I you know, like Jess has been to a number of places, most notably uh Venice and at the moment she's in Budapest. Budapest. Um yeah. um yeah, again, anybody in America, if you're thinking of places to go in Europe if you don't want to come over, um don't necessarily think of the normal ones like London, Paris, whatever. Without a doubt, Budapest is a staggering city. I've been there twice and it is a wonderful, wonderful city. Venice, I've been there a couple of times. Sensational place to go. Different to any other place on the earth. So anyway, yeah, back to we're going to be meeting Jess on Thursday night for a bit of dinner. And that's going to be lovely. And I'm really looking forward to that. Yeah, yeah it's going to be good. good. So, All right. yeah. French mm. Court Fest, give us your tips. Let us know what you should do. International fans. GDPR. 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 DSA. <laughs> you get picked. Let us know. Um, yeah. We would love to have you on. Um, yeah. And if you do get picked, fucking congratulations, man. Because Yeah, absolutely. It is, absolutely. Uh, it is, it is, it is a wonderful thing that these whoever wins is going to get for each 32 teams. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. So we really, I really, really, really looking forward to Dr. John from Canada in his gold lame jacket going up oh, for our pick. <laughs> what a worthy winner, Dr. John would, that would be. be great. That would from be from Canada, that would be amazing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He, yeah he's be such wonderful. a good dude. Absolutely. All right, guys. Thank you. Take very care. Much. Who that? We'll catch you next time. Who that? Who that, baby? <laughs>